This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hey everybody, it's Tony Robbins. Hey guys, I'm Audrina Patrick. Hey, this is Adam Carolla. You're on the Hollywood Raw podcast. You're watching Hollywood Raw. You're listening to and watching Hollywood Raw. This is the Hollywood Raw podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glynn. The podcast humanizing Hollywood. From celebrities to media moguls, even paparazzi and bodyguards have come to break news, break their silence, or just have a great conversation on Hollywood Raw. If they're on Hollywood Raw, there's a reason. From page six to TMZ, Daily Mail, and People Magazine, everyone is talking about the Hollywood Raw podcast with Dax Holt and Adam Glenn. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw Podcast. I'm Dax Holt. Over there is Adam Glenn. We are going to do something fun today. We did this a couple of months back. We did a Ask Us Anything where we basically put up a question on our private Facebook group called Off the Record. We said, hey, we know that there's a lot of questions you guys want to ask us. This is the best way. Put the questions here on the private Facebook group. We will then take those questions. We will build an episode um, and answer all of those questions. Like we said, there's nothing um, that we won't answer. So, and uh, I don't know if it get anything like legal wise. I don't know if I can answer. All right, so let's get the first one. No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so Wait, did I just screw that up? I just no, no. I think it's funny. Um, okay, so we're <laughs> gonna we get just into leave that. that in. All right, let's do it. Yeah. First, we're gonna read a review real fast, and then I just want to jump into this. I'm so excited. I, I'm, uh, I'm always curious because after our first episode, so many people hit us up like, "Oh my god, I need you to answer this. I need you to answer this." And I put the, the uh, post up in the Facebook group uh, like a day ago, and there were already like over 40 questions instantly. So uh, we're going to jump in. All right, here is our review. This was on Apple Podcasts. It's five stars from GGVF. And it says, I have to tell you how much I enjoy your podcast. I heard you on Juicy Scoop and subscribed right away. You both are so good together and honest with your opinions. Good stuff. Aw, thank you, Gigi. Appreciate it. Yes, thank you, I mean, Gigi. we literally, we do this, honestly, for you guys. I mean... It's, it's funny how when we first started this, it was, you know, Adam and I having fun. But then, like, what fuels us to continue doing this is the private Facebook group. It is these reviews. It's people's feedback letting us know that they're enjoying it, they're having a good time, and that people are actually listening out there, which still kind of blows my mind that people want to hear us talk. Yes. Um, well, you know, you kind of thought that when we had a pod, when you wanted to do the podcast, you came to me and I think, I think people want to hear us talk. And I was like, all right, let's, tr- let's try it out. And you guys listened. So we appreciate that. We got to <laughs> No, I honestly, the audience is like a great loyal fan base. So we really appreciate you guys taking the time and hopefully kind of take, uh, give you a little bit of enjoyment during the day. Um, and actually with this episode that we're doing today, where you guys could ask us anything, I guess we should start doing this like once a quarter because, mm-hmm. uh, I like the questions. We didn't really get the review. We I don't know if we're going to, we got so many questions that I don't know if we're going to be able to answer all of them. However, we're going to try our best to get all of ours in and as, as, you know, just get to as many questions as possible because I love the questions. We didn't really get to really review them too much. So let's, let's get right into it, Dax. Like we said, nothing's off the table. All right. First one, Adam, how big is your wiener? Oof, man, oh, shit, that was my table. question. That you was said so off awkward. the table. I was going to say it hangs <laughs> off the table. Um, that was right, yeah. no. Jam said, 
Kotenko. I don't know how you say your last name. If you could name one favorite stand-up comedian, who would it be? Favorite comedian? I mean, uh, who's yours? Do you have someone um, like, oh, my God, I'm obsessed with this comedian? No, I don't Mine really has have be like, I'm obsessed. Yeah, I would say like my favorite kind of, I love Seinfeld, like old school. I love like watching Seinfeld, even though he's like not like a, a likable guy, but I do mm-hmm. respect him just because he was a big part of my childhood, I guess, in the during the Seinfeld days on TV. I love Seinfeld. So it's, I, can I tell love you watching who, Seinfeld. Dave Chappelle, I like. David Spade, I like. David Spade, I, like, I like. A lot of Daves. I like Angela Johnson. She cracks me up. Um, there's some, um, what's her name? Amy Schumer. I cut like some of her standups I love. And then there's other ones that I'm like, it's too much. Like she has, there's like a weird balance where she's super funny in some, and then she's like too crass in other ones that I, I I don't enjoy it, but she's, she is really funny. My beef Um, with Schumer is, is when she was coming up before she became like Amy Schumer, I used to shoot her all the time. In fact, I used to train camera guys on her. I would say, "All right, listen. Here's Amy. We're gonna you could we're gonna interview Amy. You could practice her interview on Amy." So we would do practice interviews on Amy Schumer. Mm-hmm. We would be like, "All right, ask her this," and she would play along with it. She says, "Oh, this guy's practicing. Okay, let's train together." Like she would help train. I and mean, now all of a sudden, and then I was on a red carpet. The red carpet was actually I think it was the Time 100 most influential people. Remember when she was behind Kim Kardashian and she fell on the red carpet and became this mm-hmm. whole big thing, Amy Schumer. It was at that event, and I'm standing there on the red carpet thinking Amy's walking down the line doing interviews to all the reporters, and she gets to me and she goes, hi, I know who you are, but I'm not going to talk to you, and moves on. I'm like, are you fucking serious? Like, I That's weird. I was so upset. I was like, Amy, like I was in some ways, and as I thought and the way I took it, or I mean, I wasn't the reason why she became successful, yeah. but I was a small part of building her up to become the successful. The Amy brand. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and some people really remember that. John Cena, Kevin Hart. They've always been good to me because I've been good to them. And Amy Schumer was not. So I, I wouldn't put Amy Schumer as one of the. I like Sarah Silverman. I think Sarah Silverman Sarah's is really so funny. funny. Um, Dude, old Lisa Lampanelli videos literally make me cry. I laugh. You're into so female hard. comics. I so, Dude, look at I you, love, Dex, trying to bluff our I, audience and win them uh, over. <laughs> I, I love Lisa Lampanelli. Literally, dude, her old shit, I would be crying, laughing so hard. So when I became friends with her, it was like such a fun day in my life because she would make fun of me and make me laugh so hard. I, I love Lisa. I love Chris Rock. Um, Chris Rock is always got like a really good angle on some perspective on stuff. His last specials I thought were really fun. Okay, we're going to be on um, this forever. Oh, other, wanna, we're moving on. Another person there, Adam Sandler, just because he's just so funny. And it's yep. just dumb, fun Dude, humor. Dude, I went to go get like any. Remember how he's got a tour coming out? Yeah, yeah. I went to go get tickets. Holy crap. It was like selling out so fast. And then it got to the point where like the only tickets left were like crazy expensive. And I'm like, I, I can't afford to go see like yeah. <laughs> for $400, like a ticket. No, thanks. Here's the trick, especially, I mean, you have to go out to LA to it, but like he does these little pop-ups in LA at these small venue. And that's like a great place to see him where it's small and intimate mm-hmm. and there's not you know that's the trick again I've, I've been very fortunate being in new york city and get to know the comedy clubs here i got to see some of the biggest comedians out there in front of like 30 to 100 people so to go see him in that kind of capacity doesn't really do it for me even though i did mm-hmm. just see dave Chappelle at the garden 
but like I saw Ray Romano perform recently. Um, this is one question, bro. You realize we have like Sorry, 40 I get more to excited. go. Thank Stop you, Jan. For the All right. Kara Cooper, what celeb is the most different from their public persona? Like who is nicer or cooler than people would think? I mean, I think that's Paris Hilton, 100%. Paris the is thinks one. She's, she's ditzy, thinks that she's dumb. Uh, she is smart. She's savvy. Very kind. I always talk positive about Paris Hilton. Kim Kardashian, I put in that too. I'm going to throw some mm. other names out there. I'm trying to think of some other names because, again, these are the first time I saw these questions. Ozzy Osbourne, very nice guy. Um, okay. Nice to people. For something about him, I thought he'd be like an angry, kind of dark person. But he just so happens to be a very, very cool, nice guy. Um, you know who I saw the other day too who's actually a really nice guy? It was Peter Gabriel. Nice guy. Um, you know this, you know, legend. I know that's, yeah, singer. I, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think if there's any other people who's much, is there one that the audience that the, the people had generally had a feel of this person who's an, a lot nicer person, a lot as good of a person in, oh, sorry, I'm fucking this question up. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm really trying to think, like I was trying to think of Dave Matthews is nice. He's like weird. Um, so I can't really put him in that. He's more weird than anything. Um, and not in a bad way. He's just, he's just, no, he's weird. Um, okay. Any other names you think out there, Dax? I, I mean, uh, I, I, I think, I think Adam Sandler is a very sweet so guy. I know I said him before, but I think Adam Sandler, he's always, he's he also not, gets he's not, a little he's nice, moody. but he's very sweet. Yeah. I've seen him get moody, but he's moody to like paparazzi and like the autograph guys, but to the general people, he's very sweet too. Like he's not, he, there's like a charm to him. Like he's very, he wants to please people. Um, okay. All right, moving on. Phil Jones, our buddy Phil, uh, he said, I know you've both done it. Biggest name screw up you've done when talking to a celeb. How'd they take it? How long did that constantly live or replay in your head? (sighs) I mean, my biggest one was probably, um, (laughs) um, man, was, uh, what's his name? Ethan Hawke. And I kept calling it. Uh, and I thought it was our friend from Sugar Ray. I thought oh, it was, you thought it was uh, Mark McGrath. <laughs> I thought it was Mark McGrath, and I was like, "Mark, Mark, Mark." And he goes, "I'm not Mark McGrath." Like I was following him down the street. He's like, "Mark, dude, it's me, dude, Mark." And I was literally following him for about a half a block, and then he goes, "I'm not Mark McGrath." And I was like, "Oh!" And this wasn't even like actually it was on camera, and I was like, "Oh my god, Ethan, I'm so sorry." Like it was so genuine, and I think. Maybe he knew it was genuine, but it was, it really, I, I thought it was, I thought it was Mark McGrath. That's how much they look like that day. Other than that, I don't think I really screwed up too many people. I'm pretty good with calling people by the right names. And like last week I saw a rapper uh, outside an event and good thing. I didn't call him by the wrong name, but I thought it was someone else. And then when it came out, it made sense. I looked at someone else mentioned, I was like, oh, that was, you wouldn't know who this is. There was a rapper by the name of Joey Badass. But I thought he was another rapper. I thought he was Rich the Kid. And luckily, I didn't call him Rich the Kid because that would have been really, really uncomfortable. Um, so I don't I don't, I, I don't remember messing someone's name up, but I do have a moment that just lives in my head. And I think it was when I was on the red carpet interviewing Pam Anderson. And I grabbed her her arm thinking like – I'm like talking to her. And I just grabbed it too hard. And she like <gasps> recoiled and was like, ah! Oh, oh like, no. Like, seemed like she was hurt. And I 
that moment lives in my head just because I was like, oh my God, did I just hurt Pam Anderson? Like I was trying to talk to her and like maybe with all the commotion, I grabbed her harder than I should have and I shouldn't have even touched her in the first place. And um, so that one lives in my head. Um, you know, whatever, so funny, I did that last later. I did that to Oprah last week. I got interviewed Oprah and asked her a question and asked her about the talk shows. I asked if she thinks talk shows are like sort of like a dying platform. Like, are they still yeah. relevant talk shows? And she starts to answer. And then I kind of, she starts to walk away and I grab her hand. But I didn't grab it tough. I go, but Oprah, would you go back to doing a talk show? And she goes, no, I passed. And that's, I, I held her hand, but I didn't like squeeze it or pull her towards me. I just kind of like, wait, Oprah, hold on. This is, just let me fill up, finish up my question with you. Cause that's what I was going yeah. towards. And, and she was kind she, enough to answer, but then I talked to her off camera and she was, and she didn't she say, don't to ever touch me. And but. immediately <laughs> washed her hands with soap. <laughs> She actually chopped off her hand and now she's like, I don't want that peasant touching me. And she's uh, she's never invited to Maui ever. Um, so all right. all right. Number what's the next Sandra, one? Sandra Chavez. I like how you're already in rundown mode. Number next comment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sandra Chavez says, Have you ever walked away from an interview thinking they're dumber than a box of rocks or smarter than you thought? Okay, I'll tell you smarter. Um, Farah Abraham, when we had her on, I thought she was way smarter than I expected. Yeah. Just, and, and I'm going with perception. I She she comes across one way, and I feel that her talking, she was in, intelligent. She knew what she was doing. She, she gets the game of Hollywood. I, I just felt like she was smarter than I. And also, I would say, um, I, not that I thought she was dumb, but Brooke Hogan, I, Brooke Hogan. I thought she was more ditzy, but she was freaking phenomenal and yeah i think brooke yeah so awesome brooke hogan was someone who just it's not like she understood the business as much because i'm gonna actually actually have a follow question for you after this but i feel like she just understood her she she had a good reality of her fame and mm -hmm. of who she wanted to be and what she wanted to do and i respect her a lot more after that interview because she was so humble and grounded and i think that a lot comes from her parenting and also just you know discipline on her end but was there one celebrity that Dax that you think came on that do you think that oh, all right this person really understands the business understands the scene? I'm sure, uh, dude. You're asking me to go through like three. I know that's a hard part. I didn't go. I should have reviewed these questions uh, beforehand. Um, someone who understands the business. Uh, I mean, maybe I was Kelly Osborne. Okay. Like she yeah, was I mean, just I don't, real. I don't She's like, disagree with that. Um. I mean, Larsa I Pippen, I think, really understands the game of Hollywood and gave us a fantastic interview. Um, I don't know, man. But I'm trying to think who came on and, and was dumb. I don't remember feeling like we had someone on here that were like, oh, God, that was terrible. Uh, Other than maybe someone that just was rude. Like yeah, Cheryl Burke, I, mean, honestly, I felt like it was just kind of rude. Yeah, I would think she was rude, but I also think I wouldn't say she was dumb, but I, I you know what? Fuck it. I think she did a dumb move by being an asshole. Like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. And uh I, I thought that was dumb on her part. So was she an idiot? No, but she made a dumb mistake. I was like, what are you doing? Like, you know, people are gonna listen to this. Like it, it came <laughs> off rude, which is just a dumb thing to do. I get it if you're tired and stuff, but yeah, it was just awkward I, th I remember asking her where she lived and she's like why I'm like no relax yeah, like i'm chill. not coming to your house lady all right yeah. ashley reyes says are you allowed to talk about why you left tmz i know you try not to talk too much about them because i know 
why I stopped watching. I was so freaking happy to find y'all had this podcast, though. Uh, Ashley, I'm pretty open about why I left. Um, I was there for 12 years, and my time there had kind of run its course. I was ready to do something different. I had, I didn't feel like I had, like, a, I was at kind of like the top of my game there. I was doing everything. I had a great time. I... And then my life had changed a lot. When I first started TMZ, I was like fresh out of college. I didn't have a family. I wasn't married. I didn't have children. I didn't have any of that stuff. So my life was TMZ and devoted towards breaking news stories. And it didn't matter what time of the day it was. And I was always jumping on the computer. And then over time, that grind became very difficult for me. I, you know, I was driving back and forth from LA. I would get home. I was missing kids performances at school I was missing soccer practices I was missing a lot of my kids lives and so for me I didn't want to do the drive to LA anymore I wanted to try something else and so I exited because that was just it was my time my time had come is really and it wasn't there was no bad feelings I left on very positive terms with Harvey and everyone there um, so nothing scandalous whatsoever they had a big going away party for me and Harvey did a big um like champagne toast to my time there so like it ended well I, I nothing negative to say there mm, that's nice of you um, <laughs> <laughs> um I mean do we have to go into it with me do I have to I, answer you no? choose what you want to say dude uh, I mean listen I didn't end on good terms they let me go but my contract they, I mean, they they kind of let me go, and it was unfortunate. They they hired a guy to become my boss, and they messed up. I mean, and the guy took credit for a lot of my my work and my interviews. I mean, I I remember I remember w- running to Ronda Rousey on the street and get this great interview with Ronda Rousey, and the guy said, "Yeah, the only reason he got the interview because I told her to talk to you." I was like, "No, you didn't." I literally ran into her like she wasn't expecting me. We ran into each other. I have a relationship with Ronda Rousey, and this guy just had it out for me. The guy was a complete idiot. And I went out to Vegas. I took vacation days. I wanted to go out to cover the um, Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather fight, which I started. And I wanted to go cover that fight in Vegas, which they were sending camera guys out to. And I was the number one camera guy. Um, I was there. I was the number one camera guy for years. Uh, I mean, I crushed it. Quantity and quality videos. I, I changed the. I changed the game. But I. Um, wanted to go out there to cover it because they were sending other camera guys and they would not send me out. I go, why would you not send me out? Like everyone here knows who I am and they wouldn't send me out. So I took vacation days and just went out to go. I paid for it myself, went out there and went to just go experience it. Cause I just want to experience the fight. I paid for everything and I came back and they said, um, yeah, you're no longer kind of welcome here. And, uh, they said I used the company's name, which is like, what? I They, they told me, no, they told me that, they um they were they were not letting me they were letting me go because I went out to Vegas. I was like, I took vacation. Like you're telling me I couldn't go out there. Mm-hmm. And but even before that, I just knew like the time and things were turning. They they were just being people were not being nice to me. I remember I took a sick day and on my sick day I posted an Instagram story of like an old concert I was at. And I had the guy Charles wrote to me and said, Hey, I'm glad you're feeling better. Uh, that you're able to make it some concert. And I had to send them a video that I was in bed. Like, Hey man, thanks for checking my Instagram story. Like I'm just sitting home doing nothing, but they would, they were just, I felt the days they just turned on me out of nowhere and it's unfortunate. Mm. And honestly, it was probably the best thing for it because 
you know, I don't need to, I think you kind of see what kind of people they are. So, okay. Put out there. Uh, Allison Bialis says, uh, who are some celebrities that dated, but never made it to the mainstream news. Ooh. So that's going to be hard for me because I feel like anything I've ever covered made it to mainstream. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, there was never someone dating that we didn't report on. So I don't know. I, I never hid anyone. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know if I. I mean, I knew some people dating before it became public. Um, some of them like like smaller TV stars that were da- like co-stars that were dating each other, and then it eventually became public. Uh, the only one that I know that um, is, I, it might be out there now, but I know they dated. It was Matt Reif, the hot comedian everyone likes right now. He was dated, He dated Lucy Hale, and mm-hmm. I don't think people know about that. I don't think it was. Like they're in a relationship, but they were dating each other. Um, besides that, I don't know anybody else that was really kind of um, out yeah. there. Or I mean, it might like, be like a quick fling. I mean, I don't know any quick hookups that I'm aware of that I saw firsthand. I've never been around. I'm trying to even think I've been out at night and I saw like two celebrities hooking up with each other and it wasn't out there before. Like I was the first one to see it. Again, I feel like we've – just because of the nature of our business, we're – once we find out or, you know, it, it goes out to the public, you know, like that's just kind of the business we've been in. Yeah. But I'm also just trying to think of two celebrities who dated or have I ever been around and I've, you know, I've been out in the nightlife scene or been out at night and saw two celebrities hooking up that nobody knew about. Like Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm the one who caught them like dating or something like that. I don't think so. I'd have to really think about her. Nothing comes to mind. Again, I've been, you know, I'm almost 40. I've been going out for 20 years. So it's. All right. Should we move on to the next one? Yeah, move on. Yes. Um, all right. Next one says, this is from Courtney. Have you ever regretted or felt really bad about releasing any story? Have you ever interviewed in a situation? Okay. Well, let me, let's get to the first question. Have you ever felt bad about releasing a story? No. No, I mean, I, I'm sure there's one that I've regretted. I'm trying to think, though. Nothing's popping like instantly into my mind, but I am. I know for a fact that there has been stories that I. There's stories you don't want to. I never really released a story, perhaps because I don't do any of the divorce stories. That's not my expertise. Mm-hmm. So you probably were more involved with like releasing negative stories than I was. I mean, I released stories, but nothing that was like kind of really, really bad. Am I? Am, at least that, that I can think of. I'm really trying to think about this hard, and again, I've been doing this for so long. You were, on the other hand, were releasing stories that I mean, Dax. I mean, I'm asking you as a friend. Mm-hmm. When you do a death story, because you were part of those people breaking death stories, mm-hmm. would you make sure to break the death story before you broke the story? Would you try to make sure that the family knew beforehand? Yeah, I mean, a lot of times um, that that is a part of the protocol is to make sure that the police have already talked to next of kin, um, you know, and then I guess there's there's moments where the news is all breaking so quickly that maybe that doesn't happen. Um, but I don't remember an instance and I was I had left TMZ before the whole Kobe Bryant thing happened, because I know they got into uh, a lot of issues with next of kin saying they weren't notified before 
Kobe's death was announced. Uh, I don't, it's, it's tough because with celebrities, there is a, you know, they're not normal people. They, you know, they've never been treated normal. And um, so it, it's hard to say that they're next to kidneys being notified first. I don't know. I don't know. It's a, that's a tough call, but um, I don't remember. <sighs> God, I'm like racking my brain. This is such a freaking good question. It's a great question. It's and not I your know, fault. And just... I know that I've had stories where after the fact, it just felt weird or awkward. Yeah, okay, I'll go back. I know it's not necessarily a story, but maybe images. I will say okay. there were images that I pitched out on the show that someone didn't look great. And maybe it was like... And then I spotlighted the fact that they didn't look good. And I can look back now and think that I was a piece of shit for doing that. And thinking that I was funny at the time or thinking that, you know, body shaming was was what people wanted. And I can look back and be like, that wasn't cool. So I'd say that like whether, you know, it was Nicole Richie running on the beach looking like bones I got to imagine being Nicole Richie when that goes out, um, you know, just not being really like stoked with her appearance. Cause I know that if there's a really bad photo of me. Why would I want it out? Let alone for the entire world to see me looking like shit. So I, I would say there's probably moments like that, that I look back and don't necessarily love that I was a yeah, part of. There was footage I, I deleted that I shot and I deleted one mm-hmm. was Ozzy Osbourne. I, again, I'm, I've never brought up Ozzy Osbourne twice, maybe even once during one of our podcasts or hundreds of episodes. But one time I got Ozzy uh, on the streets of New York and he walked into a church around noon. I'm like, oh, this is a crazy video that the, you know, the rock star goes into a church at noon. And then I realized he was going to a meeting mm, and, and yeah. uh, what I believe was a meeting. So I don't want to actually. I, yeah. I didn't. I, I deleted the video because I just didn't want to put that out there, and I don't even know if it was a meeting. But why else? I don't know. For some, I just felt like something was going on there. Another time, and that happened to another celebrity too, where they were going into a meeting, and I cut the video because I didn't want to. Yeah, you know, that's, they're that's anonymous. You know, uh, the <laughs> other one was uh, I had Khloe Kardashian one time. I asked her a question that it was my fault. I and I, I've said this story before. I asked her. And this is when she was with Lamar, and I asked her at the time she was doing a radio show, and it was kind of like an explicit, more sex topic radio show. And I asked her what was the best celebrity sex tapes in her opinion, but for and I completely forgot that Kim made a sex tape. But I was a curious. And then after I asked a question, Lamar got pissed, and I went up to Chloe and I apologized and I deleted the video and I said, "Hey, I asked a question. Regard this is why I asked the question, forgetting about." how that might kind of strike a chord with you. And I really apologize. And I deleted the video and she was very, um, she was super sweet about that. Very nice. And it was a mistake on my part. So that's the only time I really, I mean, I didn't release the story, but I felt mm-hmm. bad of this situation. Um, yeah. The second part of Courtney's question is, have you ever intervened in a situation with a celebrity, like call an Uber for them? Cause they were trying to drive drunk, stop the fight, etc. Have you ever been involved with that Dax? Mm, no, not really. No. The only thing I did uh, I mean, actually, about a year ago, I was in LA and I was at Craig's because I wanted to check out the Craig scene. And Kid from Kid and Play, random, comes out of Craig's, and I start putting the camera on him. I start shooting him, and he's wasted. Like he's able to walk, but he's slurring over his words. He's just not making sense. 
And everyone's watching me try to interview this guy. And they all realize, dude, you're filming this guy. He's wasted. You're not going to have a good conversation. And it was just kid from kid and play. Mm-hmm. And I just put the camera down. I was like, all right, this is stupid. Like this guy is just clearly wasted. <laughs> I did have one time. I didn't intervene by any chance, but like Michelle Rodriguez, I don't, she wasn't drunk, but she comes out of an event. This was must've been 13 years ago. She comes out of an event. It's a Friday night and there's a few fans there and we're in the West village and she's talking to me and I'm interviewing her. I already interviewed her and she's talking to me. I'm talking to a few people and uh, she's trying to get a car ride home. And I don't know if she's drunk. She's trying to wait for She's trying to get a taxi and there's no taxis. I said, Hey, Michelle, if you want, I'll give you a ride. She goes, really? I don't mind. I'll give you a ride. Like I don't have, I just, I drive up at the time. I don't think it was driving a Honda Accord. I think it was driving a Nissan Altima. And, um, by the way, if you hear the dings, it's my dad sending me TikToks. My dad sends me TikToks. All day long. <laughs> um, but, um, so, uh, it's funny. So I'm talking to her. I'm, I already volunteered to give her a ride home in my Nissan Altima. And this bougie type guy was leaving the party. And he sees her kind of hanging out and her, like her trying to wait for a car, look for a car. And he's knowing, he's like seeing that this is his in to get with or trying to get involved with Michelle Rodriguez, kind of get to know her. And he goes, Hey, I have a car service picking me up and I have a car if you want. Like my car service will give you a ride home. And she's like, no, I'll go right. I'm going to take a ride home with this guy. And I was sitting there with my camera and sweatpants. Like, oh, me? All right. Hop right in. <laughs> and, uh, and she wasn't drunk. And then, like, I drove a ride. I gave her a ride home. She was super nice. And we had, like, this moment together. She was great. She was really cool that she sat shotgun in my car, riding some bougie car service. But as far as helping a celebrity because they're wasted, I don't think I ever really helped a celebrity when they're wasted. I mean, mm-hmm. it depends on the size because usually there's people around them. I don't know. I don't, I don't, not saying. There was one drunk. moment. I never stopped a celebrity from driving drunk because I've just never seen it. There was one moment I remember from, I was backstage at an award show years ago when Hayden Panettiere was on top of the world and she was on, on Heroes back in the day. Do you remember that? When she was literally like the biggest star in Hollywood because Heroes came out. She became super famous, and I want to say she was like, I don't know, 18 at the time. She was underage for sure. Um, I had my camera in my hand, and she was drinking backstage at uh, that award show, and I never took the photo because I was like, oh, I I don't want to be a part of ruining someone's career because they're underage drinking like that, and I left it alone. So I guess maybe that. I didn't release that story. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. That goes back to it. Let's move on to Christina's question. Christina Osberg Anderson. She wrote a bunch of questions. I want to just go to the first one right now. <laughs> who is the most, who is the most handsome, uh, attractive street journalist, you know, and the, where, and, and the one where even the celebs would sometimes do a double take or get kind of get flirty. I mean, you're talking to him. It's Adam. Yeah, I think it's, <laughs> you, you're just fucking me now because you know I'm pretty much the only street journalist because it's a fake title I gave myself. So I, mean, I don't think anybody's ever really giving me a double take. Y- you get flirted uh, with. People love you. So I would say Adam is the most handsome, attractive street journalist I know for sure. Um, oh, here's yeah, a good I mean, one. I'm... Who is the best earning street journalist and why? Me? Um, just because I'm the only street journalist. If you want to go to like pop around, yeah, I mean, and trust me, it's not much. I promise you, it's not much. Um, but who's the best running street journalist, your knowledge, and why? I mean, 
if you want to go to paparazzi, if you're calling uh, paparazzi, uh, and I'd say, who's the best earning street journalist to your knowledge? I mean, to the guys that do what I do, I don't know. I, I'm very niche, so it's, there's not many people that do what I do. When it comes to paparazzi, I have a few friends that do very, very well. Um, they work a lot internally with the celebrities. They do a lot of their um, their setup shots, and they've been doing it for a long time. I and think it's also the guys that get the biggest stories. Like we've had Jessel on the podcast before. Jessel's crushing, yeah. He gets huge stories. Like he doesn't work on just someone walking down the street. He works for weeks on getting exclusive, massive shots, and then makes a ton of money off of it. So I'd say he, he just did a yeah. He just did a photo this week with Halsey and her new boyfriend, and they're great photos. So I mean, I as far as street journals, because that's the title I give myself. I mean, it's just probably me. But when you go to paparazzi, there's guys like Jezel. I have a, I have a few other guys out there that make they do very very well, and they 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 work in a different way, but they they work hard. I mean, they're out a lot. And it's funny because the guys in New York, they have these cars that are like mobile offices. Like in the car, they'll have a little table that is their laptop. They could pull right over their lap so they can work and edit right there. I mean, these guys are monsters when it comes to – like they, they, they put in a lot of time. But there's a lot of chance too. It's a lot of risk. You know, you put in money and you invest time into trying to get this shot and you hope it works out well so you get paid. Yeah. Um, uh, so Christina's got a couple more questions. She said, what's the most prestigious media outlet to work for when working with celebs? I mean, I'd probably say in this field, I would say entertainment tonight. I feel like they're the ones they, yeah. they lock, they can lock down. I think it's easy for them to get reviews. So I don't you're know, saying like for the TV shows, it's entertainment tonight. Let's just, let's start immediately. Uh, but let's I'm saying like ex- entertainment news, the category that we have been in most of our lives, I would say they're the top dog when it comes to being able to lock down a celeb, no problem. I think that if then the step up from that would probably be like a nightly talk show or even a day, uh, a daily talk show where it's like, you know, it's easy to book someone on the Drew Barrymore show. It's easy to book someone on James Corden or Jimmy Fallon. You know what I'm saying? Um, Yeah. It's so easy, honestly, because it's the biggest layup. You're getting the questions in advance. Everything is re-rehearsed. It's not a real interview. Can we stop actually promoting those type of shows? Because I think we're all being fooled. It's not good. They're not good anymore. <laughs> the fun is the cat's out of the bag. It's just. But people still don't know that a lot of that stuff is just pre, pre-done. pre You know what I'm saying? Like people think that that's accurate and that these celebrities come on a nightly talk show and are that witty and that funny and have these amazing stories. Like it's all prepped and ready to go and it's a layup and such an easy gig. Yeah. Um, yeah, Dude, I guess you, that's what, me. And then, but what like, about the other outlets, Dax? Do you think it's Daily Mail? Do you think it's page six? Is for no. you, if, we, if we're going to get mentioned in any sense, what those, do you want to get mentioned in? I mean, people is, I would say, pretty prestigious. It's prestigious and it's it sucks because... It's like when you read it's a it's the name people. However, I, I question how many people actually read people. I don't know, but I feel like when we get a mention in people, it's does really well for us. Yeah, I guess so. It's just it's just been along for it's been around for a long time. All right. Do you want to keep going with uh, her questions or do you want to move along? Because we're uh, running let's out of see. time. Yeah, let's see. Hold on. 
So this one, number five from Christina says, which celeb man or woman is the most attractive you've ever covered? Not best looking, but most attractive overall due to charisma, manners, looks, etc. The whole package. I want to start male wise. Okay. Male wise. I'm going to start with, I'm going to throw out one name is Pierce Brosnan. I think he's the guy you want him to be. He really is James Bond. He really is this like suave kind of very together, like good posture when he walks. He's just, he, he is Pierce Brosnan. Like his name fits him. If that makes sense. Okay. So am I supposed to do, um, a male let's see i would say i mean i feel like chris hemsworth stands out in my opinion i feel like he's really funny see that ridiculously attractive he's talented so that that goes there's my there's my man my man crush there uh for woman i would say the overall package let's but Honestly, my favorite, my, my, woman my favorite person is is pink i love pink like she's my favorite i love her personality i love her charisma i love her badass attitude she's crazy talented um she's fun in interviews not so fun in street interviews but <laughs> but she to me is like my favorite per- my favorite celebrity i would say rihanna because she always looks great and she's just cool. Everyone has like nice things to say about Rihanna. Mm-hmm. For, as far as I know, like she's just, she's just, she's got it. She's, she's got charisma. And also, uh, mm, Miley Cyrus has insane charisma. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, Miley Cyrus has that. She's got that. She's got such charisma. There's, the energy changes in the room. It's uh, it's something about her. Like she's super confident. Um, at least she might say she's not always confident. But when you meet her, she's very confident to who she is. But she just owns the situation. And uh, yeah, she's she's she, she, in my opinion, has a ton of charisma. I like Rihanna. All right, yeah. Megan uh, Nicole says, "Have you ever been told or warned by a celebrity's handler about what not to do prior to meeting or interviewing the celeb?" Oh my God, yes. Yes, a thousand times over. There's so many handlers, PR people that will give you a rundown or a list of like, do not ask about this, 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 this. So basically all the interesting things about the person that's newsworthy, don't ask about them. Um, yes, I've, I've had that happen. I had like Katie times. Holmes. Like Katie Holmes is one of those people like, they didn't tell me from the like right away, but they said, don't be stupid. Like kind of like, they didn't say don't be stupid, but don't be a dick. Mm-hmm. You could talk to Katie Holmes, just be nice. And I was nice to her. But, so I, but I'm thinking said, don't back- ask for Tom Cruise, don't ask Scientology. I, th- I, th- I think that's sort of like an understood thing. Hey, you want to talk to her? Just don't be a mm-hmm. dick. Um, a lot, but a lot of these PR people, like that is the first thing when someone goes out on a red carpet. As they're walking down the red carpet, their PR person is one interview ahead of them telling the reporter, don't ask about the DUIRS don't ask about their dating life. Don't ask about their kids. Like, and they just do that. And so by the time the celeb then makes it to them, they've got their list of things they cannot ask, but that is super common. Um, Megan then kind of followed up and said, if so, or no, here we go. Um, what is this? So example, something other than not asking a specific question, like 
do not touch or shake hands with Howie Mandel due to him being a germaphobe or Mariah only being photographed from a certain side. So, oh, having kind of like rules. I remember when I went to the Ellen show, they were like, do not hug Ellen. Do you remember? I, I don't know if you ever yeah. heard that. Um, and they would they would say that she has a bad back. So even though people come down from the audience and are excited, they're like, don't touch Ellen. Don't hug her. Don't jump on her. Um walk up to her, basically say hi. So you'll see it on the show. If you ever watch back old episodes, you'll see someone super excited come flying down from the audience and they get to Ellen and they're just like, ah, and they stop because the big rule is do not hug Ellen. Yeah. I, I mean, with Bill Clinton, he's the only president where I think you actually be on the block when he walks around like mm-hmm. Obama, they clear the street. George W I seen once and I, I didn't really get too close to him, but Clinton's the only one who will actually walk the street and the Secret Service will tell you, like, just don't go up to him. If he comes to, he'll probably come to you if you like have your phone out, like you want a photo with, or you just want to say hi to him. He'll come to you, but they say just don't go up to him. And I think that's just a safety thing. As far as celebrities getting shot wise, one time I had Paris Hilton and I interviewed her, and she was walking in the meatpacking section in New York City. She goes, Hey, 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 can we do it again? I was like, Yeah, sure. And I deleted the video, and she's like, I just didn't feel good there. I didn't, I, I wasn't like ready. And I was like, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. So I cut the video and re- reshot it. But I respect that. She was very sweet. She's, I love Paris. I think she's unbelievable. I think she's awesome. And I just hope people treat her well. All right, let's move on to Teresa Dixon has a question. Has any of your media been used in court? Hmm. I mean, I know I'm sure things that I've purchased in the past have been used in court, like, you know, the Rihanna beat up photo or. Michael Jackson stuff. I, I know things have appeared in court, but not necessarily because I took it and it needs to be in court, but just because it became popular or relevant in a court case. Um, but again, that doesn't mean that I took it. It just means that maybe I secured it for TMZ. Yeah, I don't think, not that I know of footage wise. Sometimes I think people use the footage for not in court, but for their own. Um, for their own kind of bring attention to a, a court case. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for example, like I did this one thing and I actually don't, I didn't feel good doing it, but I had to cover this Halloween event and this was years ago with Danielle Staub and Danielle Staub was going to the party and the I had to shoot Danielle Staub going to the party and she was going to get served papers and they wanted that to be on camera. Mm. And I, you want, actually, that goes back to one of our prior questions. Do you ever do anything that you didn't want to do? And I remember doing that. Like, it's not a good moment, you know, when someone's about to be served papers and they wanted that part shot on camera. And I just, it's not, it's, it's a bad moment for everyone. Yeah. You know, it's embarrassing. It's not good. It felt, it felt really mean, honestly. And I, I look back and I was like, yeah, that was really mean. But also at that point, at that time, I didn't really have much say. Yeah. All right. Angelica Violet says, what celebrity has disappointed you most? Like was horrible to meet in person or someone you love, but uh, heard a lot of horrible things about. Well, Ryan Reynolds. Um, I think when I met him, maybe my, uh, my perception of was, was he was going to be, uh, I thought my perception of Van, uh, Ryan Reynolds is he was going to be Van Wilder. He was going to be the guy from just friends. 
Instead, he was the exact, the exact he opposite. He was the Dax Holt. <laughs> yeah, he was Dax Holt. I was like, yikes. But it was like you wanted him to be that guy from the movies, and he wasn't. I remember like saying to him, I was like, I was so excited to meet him because the first time I met him, I was like, hey, man, like everyone says, you know, which is maybe it wasn't a compliment to him, but like I look like you, you know, and I took that as the, and I always said that was a great compliment, um, and he was just not. He, 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 he said, really that's actually not a compliment to him. That's not a compliment to me. All right. That's a compliment <laughs> to you, but that's not a compliment to me. So I think and that it just wasn't the guy you wanted to meet. And now ever since I can't really watch a Ryan Reynolds project because I, you know, I think of, you know, I think of the guy he was, I don't want to support his projects. On the other side is when I meet a celebrity and they're awesome and amazing. I want to support them as much as possible. Like a Mark Wahlberg, like a John Cena, like a Michael Buble, like a, you know, because they're just great people. But Dax, have you had an experience with that? Mm, I'm sure I have. Um, wish I would have read these questions before coming here, so I had time to think about it. But um, no, I know there's got to be someone, but I, I don't know who that would be right now. Sorry, okay. I don't know on that one. All right, Megan Long, why do actors praise working with Tom Cruise even though they they have to know all the Scientology craziness? Because because that's he's still one of the most amazing actors of all time, and so I think when you're working with him, he's probably one of the most professional people to work with in Hollywood. He's very good at his craft, and so I think people separate the fact of his religion and who he is and the acting side. And so I think there's a lot of people that praise working with him because when they're working with him, they're not talking Scientology. They're not talking about his religion. They're talking about the movie that they're working on and seeing him in his element. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, he brings in money. I think you can't really speak on anything because you don't know. There's a lot of mystery behind Tom Cruise. I think some people have spoken about him and other people are just, they understand that the power he has in movies, the guy draws and he brings in an audience for films. And it's interesting. Mark Wahlberg did an interview saying he didn't know how much acting he's going to do left and thinking that he might retire from acting. And he said, he goes, I'm sick of getting the roles that Tom Cruise or Leonardo DiCaprio turns down. And that's why I kind of produced most of the movies myself. And, you know, if you're an actor and Tom Cruise wants to do a movie with you and you're, you're going to work with them. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a job in Hollywood that's going to do well, pay well, and put you in the game, especially for an industry that's hurting like the movie industry. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a great opportunity because there's not that many roles left. So uh, yeah. I think you're, how, willing are you, how much willing you're willing to go, but you hear a lot of stories about Tom Cruise on set. I don't know how many people develop a relationship. With, uh, uh, I don't know how many people develop a relationship with them after they're done filming. Like but it's a, a great true, opportunity. True friendship. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's I wonder a great how many friends he truly has in the movie business or just, hey, these were colleagues on a film that I worked on because I, I, I don't know all the rules of Scientology, but it doesn't seem like you're supposed to surround yourself with a pe- bunch of people that aren't Scientologists. So he may just go, these are working relationships. And if I see him at a award show, I'll say hi, but I'm not calling him over to have dinner. All right. Yeah. Angelica Violet, another question from her says, if you could start your careers all over again, what would you do different? I would, I would start writing down after every single day, write down my stories. 
Mm-hmm. I would have start write, I would have start writing it all down from the beginning every day who I got what happened and laid it all down there because I have so many stories and I think it was you know something I'm still pursuing and interested in is kind of jotting them down and kind of creating a book about my experiences and stories because I know I've said a lot on the podcast but there's a lot I haven't told and I wish I would start writing down a lot of my experiences earlier. I did have a good I am proud of myself because what I would do Dex is when I was given business cards I would write on a, on a marker, I would put my cell phone number on the business card. And I would also mm-hmm. mark put on a marker, put down my personal email down because I knew that the company I was working for would, you know, I would now long, I wouldn't be there forever. And I didn't want them to have like people to start using my work email or my work cells that screw that. I want them to know me. I want them to develop the relationship with me. And that was a, a really smart move for me because I got to keep all those contacts. Hmm. I think what I would do different. I mean, I feel like I was so lucky and wound up where I'm at, you know, and I feel like I took the best possible road for myself. But um, I don't know. I tried really hard after I left TMZ to do other things and winning the live with Kelly competition probably would have helped. (laughs) I think I would do that competition a little bit different. I think I didn't utilize all my resources to get all the votes and all that kind of stuff. And I think that would have just spotlighted my, uh, I don't know, my talent or my charisma or whatever on, on television a little bit more. Cause you know, maybe if I had, I won more doors would have opened. I don't know. Maybe that would be the one thing that I, I, I definitely didn't utilize my resources to win that competition. Good answer. Good answer. I thought, both good right. answers there. I would have wrote a book. I would have wrote down more of my stories. You would have utilized your charisma and used it, your resources for uh, keeping the career going. I mean, honestly, after you know things happened in my industry, you know, I kind of, I just kept pushing away. I mean, my, I don't know if there's anything I could have, you know, I don't know. There's really not much I really could have done differently, in my opinion, after like TMZ, but before, and I would have just wrote down. You know, I, I keep notes of the stuff I do now, but in the past, I wish I kept notes earlier. So, you know, I thought of something that I felt bad about saying or doing. Um, I was doing another entertainment show, and it was kind of more of a panel discussion. And you know what that is, Adam? Like, yeah. Like when you've got like multiple people. And a part of that show was them kind of saying, okay – Here's the topic. We need someone to be pro, someone to be against it, because we need it to be kind of like a dynamic conversation between everyone. And the conversation topic was um, uh, American Idol coming back. And I didn't have anything against American Idol. And the other person was like very pro American Idol coming back. And so they kind of just said, okay, you need to be against American Idol coming back. And at the time I was kind of like, oh, okay, like whatever I need to do, whatever I need to say, you know, to like make this entertaining. And I I kind of bashed on American Idol and, and the fact that it was going to come back and it was all these seasons later. And it was more just because that's what they told me to do. And I should have stuck by my own personal beliefs rather than do whatever a producer told me. And after that, I got an email from Seacrest. And he was like, why would you do that to me, Dax? Like, why would you shit on my my job, my career? I've been good to you. 
we're buddies. Why would you publicly kind of shit on my stuff? And I think I've always really felt bad about how that all kind of transpired because it wasn't my true feelings. And I, I let someone talk me into talking shit and then it really backfired on me. Yeah. Oh, that's, I'm surprised he actually saw that and spoke up about it. But, it was, uh, I, he was literally sitting in his dressing room at, I don't know if it was live and Ke- live with Ryan and Kelly or whatever. And that channel happened to be on and he fucking saw it. And uh, I've kicked myself in the ass every day since like, why did I, why did I go along with it just to try to pr- please a producer rather than stick by my guts or, you know, say you know what i what i truly meant and knowing that you know i did hurt his feelings like that kind of sucks yeah um yeah that sucks that's hurt i i yeah that one hurt i'm trying to think there's any celebrity things that like close to that situation that i can relate to and the only thing i You know, I had a relationship with Matt Lauer, and mm-hmm. I was friends with him. And I had his—I I still have his email. I hope it still works. And I never reached out to him when everything went down, because I think he still would have been a good guy to know. But I just didn't know how he would respond to someone like me responding. He, like I didn't know if he would get nervous or. And I was mm-hmm. so part of me I always kicked myself like, should I reached out to him? But I'm afraid I, it was a difficult situation. I didn't know how to handle it. I just haven't ran into him in years, yeah. so. Um, yeah, I've yeah. Had, yeah, whatever. Let's move on. All right. Two more <laughs> questions, Dax. I got to get to work. Uh, let's do two more questions. What are your businesses besides the Hollywood Raw Pod? Ooh, you go first. Um, I have a, a, a trophy business, an awards trophy business that I started with a buddy of mine after I left TMZ. Uh, it's called Trophy Smack, and we do. We started in the business doing uh, fantasy football trophies and awards, and then transitioned to big like championship belts and customizable rings and kind of like WWE style belts, but like belts that you could put pictures on and faces, and um, you, you you can make it really for any occasion. I, you know, we we do a lot of belts for around the country for. Home Depot and all these different businesses, top salesman belts and stuff. And um, it just, it really blew up. We did Shark Tank and my business partner and I, and we partnered with Mark Cuban and um, that business has done really well. So that is my full-time job. You know, when we're not doing the podcast, I'm, I have an office uh, here in Orange, California, and that's where I'm at every single day is walking around and we've got, you know, um, a really good, awesome crew there. It's just not something I would have ever pictured myself doing after TMZ. Like I thought I was going to stick in the entertainment world and continue reporting and being on television. And I found myself after TMZ, like running an engraving machine in my garage, you know, and building trophies. And then it's just funny that transition. And so Hollywood Raw, I feel like keeps me connected with the celebrity world and entertainment and stuff that I truly, truly love talking about. Um, But the rest of the time, yeah, when I'm off here, I'm talking trophies, I'm talking awards, I'm talking um, fantasy football and so many different things that the odd two audiences definitely don't cross over. 
What about you, right, sir? Cool. I um, So when I'm not doing the Hollywood Raw podcast, I'm an undercover CIA agent. And people <laughs> who litter, if you spit on the ground, I will find you. Now, I, uh, besides uh, the podcast, I, st- I run around the streets of New York City, mostly New York City, and I do celebrity interviews, and I license them to different media outlets around the country. But most of the time, I just monetize it through my own YouTube. And I work also on retainer for a few different outlets uh, and sites where I kind of help them with their content, uh, more like a consultant, but also create content for them um, for a few uh, entertainment, for a few like pop culture entertainment websites. I also am a reporter for, uh, I guess, I don't know, like, a, I don't know what to call it. Like a, I'm a reporter for the, for New York Post and I do stuff with Daily Mail. I do some stuff for them um, where uh, I kind of, work on the side for them. Um, it's, so I do that. Besides that, I also get brought out as consultant PR work um, because of my my black belt in dealing with the news and the media and PR. I get brought on for a lot of PR work to kind of um, give my thoughts or opinions or help uh, people, celebrities, businesses, etc. Besides that, I also work with a um, from my background from working with celebrities and whatnot, I started working with a help out with a cold plunge company. So you know how jacuzzis are, you know, they're small meant for like four people. Cold plunge is like the hottest trend in comes to recovery and health and wellness. And people go in these units that go for, they're really expensive and, uh, but they're awesome. They're incredible. And you go in there and you jump in the cold water and you get a lot of benefits. And I deal a lot of their kind of celebrity branding. I connect them with celebrities and, Get to uh, you know, I connect the brand with celebrities, and the celebrities post about it, and I do that on the side. It's kind of like I fell into it, and it's been kind of cool. It's been kind of cool to be a little bit of value. I will say this though, from working with celebrities, whenever they say they're going to post, they never do, and then you become a father <laughs> to them. I'm like, guys, you said you were going to post within 30 days. Contractually, mm-hmm. legally, you said you're going to post within 30 days, and then I have to be the dick. Like, guys. What the fuck? Where, why didn't you post? Mm-hmm. Why, and then they think I'm the jerk. I'm like, no, this was the deal. So that's what I have to do. I, I hound celebrities to make sure they post after they said they were going to. So, so funny. yeah. Uh, right. One more question, Dax. One I more question. Saren and Gwen, would you, would you recommend this career path to your younger self? <sighs> I don't know. Um, I would just... I still have fun. I still enjoy it. So I would just try – the only thing I would advise is keep having fun but also keep focusing on new and different ways to monetize it. Mm-hmm. I I would say yes. I would say to my younger self, go down the path you went down. Um, you're going to have a lot of fun. Um because I've met so many amazing, fun, interesting people. So many doors have opened up for me um, from being on TMZ and getting to know people and, you know, this relationship even with Adam, like it's all because of TMZ. So yes, I would absolutely recommend going down this path again. I think there'd probably be some things that I'd change about, you know, those days, but for the most part, I would say, yeah, go down it again, but stay true to yourself and stay positive. Because when I first started TMZ, I thought the Perez Hilton style of like ragging on celebs and bashing them was kind of the way to do it. And I quickly learned like, that's not the way to be. And so I changed my persona and I became the nice guy and had a lot of fun and tried to make 
stories positive or have a fun spin. And I would probably say to myself, like, that's what you want to do from the beginning. Because at the end of the day, once the cameras go off, you still have to walk around in public around these people. And you don't want to be ashamed or feel bad about the things that you've said about celebrities. Yeah, very good. All right. Well, that was, we didn't, we still got a ton more questions. We might have to do a part two eventually of, uh, you mean um, part three? Part three, I guess, of uh, Ask Us Anything, because we got to start doing this every quarter, because some of these questions are really good. We tried to do it where we didn't review the questions beforehand, because we thought it'd be more interesting, but some of these questions, they really make you think. Yeah, I know. I was like, how many years of thinking? It's it's tough. It's hard. It's hard so to do cycle through twenty years of celebrity news in my head to think about an interview with someone. So yeah, in the future, I'll probably have to sit down with these questions and really kind of think about it. And uh, yeah, because it's it's a wild story, man. It's it's the wild west. And um, again, I in some ways, Dax and I were like, we still feel like dumb schmucks, like we shouldn't be in the industry. But then mm-hmm. again in ways we've been huge parts of moving the needle of the, the, the media landscape when it comes to entertainment news and just news in general. So it's kind of crazy to think about that. Some days I'm like, if people knew that I was the reason why Conor McGregor Floyd Mayweather fought, you know, like I'm sitting there in the back of the arena with the worst seats ever. And I'm sitting there like everyone doesn't realize, but I'm the, I'm sitting there by myself. I'm like, Mm -hmm. all these people are here because of me. And it's, it's a weird thing to think about. And it's like, it's crazy. It's honestly, it's insane. But, um, um, part of our success is you guys watching the podcast and listening. And I appreciate you guys uh, showing us a little bit of love because you guys kind of hanging out with us were able to kind of just keep that dream going of having fun. I think that's why Dax and I started this job is to like have fun and, and be passionate about something that we're interested in. So this has been really cool. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you for watching. Like and subscribe. If you're listening to the podcast, leave a review, five stars, few kind words best thing to do to support this podcast join our facebook group off the record it's a private facebook group where it's a great community where you guys talk to us this is where you guys were able to ask the questions we could talk to you uh, talk to each other it's really fun follow me at adam glenn follow dax holt at dax holt we'll see you guys next week bye a media production